Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Grand Slam preview. I'm Will Joined by the Dudley boys. I'm one of them as well. Michael Sidgwick. Here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AW Dynamite Grand Slam. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Got Dressing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. Daily Wrestling Podcast Review, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dupit. Oh! Maybe use premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a regular quiz, of course. On WrestleCulture, so they're joined by Havlon Sidgwick to look ahead to AW Dynamite Grand Slam, and the attendance numbers are looking great as well now, aren't they? They're not great, but much better. better. Much <laughs> better, much better. Uh, I'm not going to do another philosophical deep dive into my thoughts and feelings about this company on a macro level, but I'm just going to say one more thing. It is getting a little bit bleak watching those 3,000 people <laughs> in those 18,000-seater <laughs> arenas. It's not quite Heroes of Wrestling. It's not even TNA, but it ain't 2021. Now, the difference, when I saw that, it was like 5,000. Until like, what, a fortnight ago? Mm. Oh, sorry, Americans hate the word fortnight. Why? You remember you got buried in the comment section? I did, yeah. Like, like dumb Are you pretentious stuff? asshole? Yeah. What's, a, what's a fortnight? But it's, like, it's like bi-monthly. Is that what it is? Yeah, is that somebody. what they say? But that feels like it's one of the ones that's both, because it's yeah, every it two months. Yeah. 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 Anyway, the amount of tickets they've shifted, I think, is somewhat comparable to last year. Yeah. And last year didn't really... It was pretty much just over half full. We didn't look it. They could shoot it. It still felt like a big deal when, like, the acclaimed on the titles and stuff like that. It still looked as big as they wanted it to look. So they've sold enough tickets, A, for a bloody good atmosphere, B, for a bit of Smoke and Mirrors production. Mm. So I'm quite hyped. I like the card. I think it could have been a bit better, personally. There's some stuff that is ostensibly big that I don't necessarily think is that great. But I think this is a case of going to be all right on the night. Yeah, me and uh, Hamlet were talking just before we came in here because credit to AW, and I'm going to go and watch some of these on their YouTube channel. They've done that big video, like an hour and a half or whatever. It's done like 200K on the history of the the Kingston-Claudio rivalry. And they've dropped a two and a half hour video 12 hours ago, I believe. I'm not going to watch that. On Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara's timeline. And I was like, I really should feel more for that match. Do that a week ago. Yeah, I said this. You've known this is coming. It's not being sprung on you. To be fair, like two and a half hours, that's only 10 minutes less than the Dynamite segment they had last week. Yes. <laughs> True. They've got there with this card, you know. Like, I'm higher on this card than I would have imagined I would have been like three, four weeks ago. It was Everything was feeling bleak about Grand Slam, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. just the attendance. It was like, none of these feuds feel like they're going to peak in time for Grand Slam. I love that this buy one get one free offer has worked so well. Yeah. Imagine like all these New Yorkers. Short term. Can you imagine paying for an original full price oh, ticket? Oh, that's... Devastating, yeah. You, you're just out of resentment unless they deliver something huge next year. If, in fact, they do it, they will. You'd be like, uh You know, you you look at your watch probably <laughs> and... Dinosaur makers! It's what you would say. It's like, I love that, just the idea that, like, there's so many things to do in New York that you just, you're always looking for what the next thing is. And then somebody's like, well, we only need to pay for one ticket. Let's go to the wrestling then. Like, uh, it's... 
Must be great living there. Must be really Probably great. some comps. Mm. You seen uh, MJF? Alawa. Yes, he's all, all over the news and yeah, grafting. He has been. See it like the old fashioned way, isn't it? Like mm. sort of carnival barkering on like radio stations and stuff, and like going the Mets game. Yeah, I can't like the way he's so unbelievably smooth and yep. personable. Proper stuff. As all sociopaths are. <laughs> are you as scared as I am that he can lose the title? He's not a baby face. I'm convinced of that yet. I don't think he'll lose. But I've seen enough fantasy booking scenarios. Good Bruce. Double or nothing. I can't bet. I can't bet against my best friend. Is that your best friend? What? I'm not. I'm not that convinced. But I will 100 bite on a, a near fall. Like if he hits a muscle buster, without question. There's a good scenario I've seen about Joe being uh, all on the neck, on the uh, dodgy neck. Oh my god! Transitional champion. The symbol for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like transitional champion to Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. All people. That's quite nice. That's really very nice. Especially if Adam Cole then thinks. I got the belt. It's worked out pretty well for me. Hey, Roddy, uh, the kingdom, we're mates. I'm finally done with Max, and there's your reveal or whatever. I don't think so, but I have to credit AEW with, again, like finding the opponent for a B-show title defense that right at the line makes a believer out of you because that's sometimes the problem with Tony Khan's booking of champions is you kind of know when the reign is coming to an end and you know the opponents that could win and the ones that absolutely can't. I'd buy this more than a Roderick Strong despite Adam Cole's confliction, yeah. Yeah, like it's Samojo was the right guy for this time, not for a pay-per-view. It's sort of like um, I have no stress that Adam Cole will turn here or anything like that. If Joe wins, he just wins through next stuff or whatever. Um, I don't think he gets it done. But I do. I, I like the book in here. That's what I mean. It does sort of feel like they've just about managed to get there for this show. If, in fact, this is some extremely complex long con on the part of MGF where he's sort of emulating babyface traits without actually turning because he's such a student of the game and he's such a great manipulator, he outright said, I'm going to choke Samoa Joe out. And that is what is called the babyface promise. mm in wrestling, if a baby face, baby face promises to do something, they are going to do it because that's just how this thing has always worked. So would not be surprised if that's the finish. The joy of that potentially being the finish is how do you go against a much larger guy? You've never choked anyone out, I don't think, in his AEW well, career. He choked out the punker with tape. Ooh. So imagine if he used that trick again. Ah. Like, to, but, to, but gets the win and this he's time. And our scumbag, so yeah. you don't mind him cheating. That's I forgot it. about that detail. Choked out a, a Joe rival, Joe's biggest rival, maybe. I forgot about that detail. Um, so that's cool. That might even be the finish. But if he... Can I buy him losing... I've said before, right, that, like, if you're not convinced in the fiction of something's going to happen, like, I don't know, WWE does a pay-per-view in September under Triple H, are you going to see a world title switch or a Roman switch? No. And how the hell do they convince you that they're going to do it? And then you look at, right, I don't believe the story. I'm not saying the story's bad, but I don't believe the story. So my investment is... uh, Caps at a certain level of, mm. I'll really enjoy this, but it's not all or nothing drama. This could change the very top of the AEW card. But did he see the... Joe's a bit of a mover, like, quarter hours. Um, his collision main event against... Um, or his dynamite main event against Roddy Strong mm-hmm. did really well. There's certain times when he's been on collision 
and he's pulled in really strong quarter hours. Like people are into this Joe, and the television audience are into this renewed Joe push post what Wembley Stadium mm-hmm. who really came to yeah. the forefront. So you never know. And I'm convinced as well that this MJF Cole story is different to how it was originally envisaged because I don't think they've ever said from the start we'll be ROH World Tag Team Champions. I think, and I could be wrong, this is my personal interpretation, that they've listened, sought the feedback from the fan base because a lot of people said, get the belts off FTR, put them on better than you, baby. Their chemistry is too magical. Like, they are too entertaining every single week. There are so many great ideas packed into this. Why not, like, kind of flog it a bit? So, I think the ROH world title thing, uh, the world tag team title reign was the next best thing because they didn't want to take off FTR, one of the few benefits of actually buying Ring of Honor. All of which is to say that they've pivoted, in my opinion, before. Who's to say that if they've seen the Joe numbers, that they couldn't pivot again? You've convinced me. Joe's winning the title tonight. Good bruise bet. Sorry, Ooh. Max. Because, in addition to that, I didn't even think about this. Well, you're not allowed to do your argument. I've already shaken now. No, but it's now I'm going to tell you how I'm going to pivot. No, in addition That's to it. this, I think Muscle Buster next to, obviously, Joe's believable to defeat MJF, obviously, anyway. I didn't even think about the tag titles. Oh, MJF is really injured. He can't immediately come back next week and be like, oh, I lost Bumaneka, so I'll, I'll fight you again in three weeks or whatever. I'll fight a Wrestle Dream or whatever. But Adam Cole, he's got the tag titles and he's got to do a mandatory title defense. Who could possibly step into MJF's place? Oh, Roddy Strong, my neck's all better now. I'll help you defend the tag titles. If, if Joe's going to win, I could see Roddy Strong helping him and Joe doing what Adam Cole couldn't, which is accepting Roddy Strong's help. Like, he slides a chair in for Joe to do the muscle buster on MJF, something like that. So then it's out there. Adam Cole has seen that Roderick Strong helped his best friend lose the title. And then if it was all to be Adam Cole's big plan, well, I use Roddy. Roddy, help me. He got the title off you, Max, so I could beat Samoa Joe. This idea that, like, Joe's the guy that's twice took out Roddy Neck health started with Joe. Last week he was on a stretcher, and then Roddy Strong's back out. He hits MJF that much that he helps Joe win the title. And it's part of a bigger thing. I think oh, I still I just think this is I feel like I say it's every week. The Adam Cole MJF storyline is so good and the way it's folded in so many of the characters, like the best stories do, that it encourages you to come up with multiple different scenarios that mm. could make sense for yeah. it. That's why it's as good as it is. I've got high hopes for the match as well. Yeah. My key criticism of twenty twenty three Samoa Joe, and I think I'm the low guy on him. Like I still think at his best he's still like incredibly intimidating. I think he's been a bit over. Praised. I think that's what's happening with Joe. A, a little, little bit, bit. A little bit. So my problem with the Joe matches is quite succinct and maybe a little bit brutal, is that there are long stretches where I'm just simply bored and his control sequences are pretty, like, formulaic. And I kind of know the formula inside out at this point that I'm waiting to see. I don't know. I'm just waiting. Like, it just, there's a lot of stuff in the corner lot of mean mugging, and it just sort of, for me, I'm not that into Joe. I think he's done a tremendous job in AEW this year. Peaks have been high. Peaks have been really high, but I'm not that invested in the character, and I don't think the character has that much credibility where I'm hanging on to everything he does. Now, MJF is such a compelling, put your phone down, MJF's in the ring wrestler, that his selling is great, underrated, 
that he'll be able to lock you in. He's mm. the best person to tell, like, really, really simple stories. You know what I think is quite possibly the most underrated AEW match ever? Just in terms of really simple storytelling, perfectly timed, that the crowd, if you go back and watch it, watch it were going crazy for, was the one MJF Jericho TV match they had before All Out 2021. It was so well done, and it was so loud. And, like, Joe's kind of analogous to Jericho. And like, mm. There's not much you can do with Jericho. Sometimes he'll just go absolutely hog wild, like he did against Osprey. But, you know, he's got a TV speed, and MJF just crafted this incredible drama yeah. around it. So I've got high hopes for the match, too. Uh, let's talk about the women's world title. Soraya defending against Tony Storm, and all sort of outcasts affair. Uh, who do you see leaving? Uh, who do you see leaving with the title? And do you see any potential surprise appearances following this match? I would love that this to be how Mercedes Mane. Second, Wait, who Mercedes Mane? Oh, hang on, press oh, one. Man. Oh. Try again, Mercedes Mane. Money. Say goodbye to that one when the videos start because we're not getting <laughs> cancelled by New Japan. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'd love this. I don't know. Like she was in a boot at Wembley, so you don't want to rush her out there not looking like Mercedes Money. You know, like not that she's a. It's all aesthetic with her, but it's a really crucial part of how you debut. She's got to look like this best wrestler in the world, enormous star figure. But the key components of this certainly figure in. Like there's all this law with. Soraya, because of the page injury, mm -hmm. which you should absolutely work into the story. Um, it's a huge event. Grand Slam thus far has been the home to some surprises. And it's a it's a televised pay-per-view that probably will become a pay-per-view next year. So it's certainly got this destination where big shocks occur. And they're going to probably want to talk about it with Soraya herself last year. And it's like, well, there's a bit of law that like you had a big debut last year. She's an even bigger one and she's stolen your thunder. Huge void in the women's division now. Jay Cargill's left. Yeah, like the, an ideal time for her to yeah. at least make her presence felt if she can appear without the, the Adam Wilborn-esque boot on her, <laughs> on her injury. So I think if she can get out there and do something physical orally, Saray didn't, did she? She just chased people out the ring. You could redo yeah. that spot when the outcasts are attacking Tony People didn't Storm. even think she was going to be cleared. Yeah. yeah. So even though Taz said on commentary, she looks ready to go. Yeah. a bit of a hint. Like, Bingo! <laughs> yeah. Repeating the Taz. spot for an enormous Same. pop. It's it Taz. Would be fantastic. Um... And I do think Soraya retains, and I do think you... I think you draw the line tonight with... I think it's been quite good in how the two of them said, yeah, we're, we're friends, but Tony's just lost her mind. And tonight, like, Ruby Soho especially is, makes the choice. And they just... She cheats, she wins, they beat her up. Tony, Tony Storm, Storm spirals. Tony Storm is a babyface. She spirals. That only helps this character that people have just fallen in love with. So she's a babyface anyway, even though she doesn't know it or doesn't acknowledge it because she's just going mad. And... Maybe this is the place for the money save. There is scope for some poorly acted melodrama here. <laughs> if Ruby Soho, you know, talent in the ring, but my God, like, and she's a good promo as well, but she's got that NXT dog in her. <laughs> so I, I, I do worry that there are going to be several instances of, I just don't know who to help. Ooh. When she's kind of already picked the side. When she's already picked yeah. the side. Yeah. So it's not only is it poorly acted, but it's also not particularly convincing, this scenario I've made up in my head. It is too early. Or is it? I was going to say it's too early 
for Tony Storm to win that title, which is just catching fire. But maybe you need a shock. She's the women's division mocks, so when she gets it, it's never a problem, is it? Yeah, that's a thing as well. And it's just like, you know, what do you want? We want it to happen at the perfect time, and I don't know when that is. I don't think it's yeah. I think you're right. I want to see more RJ City stuff with her. Thing is, I want to see that. I want to. I don't want to like have the redemption. I think she was just as funny as the belt with the belt. She didn't have to. I know she's playing the fading Hollywood glamour starlet from a golden age character, but she could then play like a diva or something with the belt and still be a funny heel baby face in that regard. But the issue is that if it happens too early, the alternative, and this is. True more often than not in AEW is that will probably take too long. Get off the pot. Yeah. Mm. You know, they like to sit on that pot. Not like, to take a big <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like if that wasn't the case, though, we'd be looking at this as like really good matchmaking because you want to, like these first title defences are always hard to book. There's just enough suspense that Saraya could lose. But let's be realistic here. Saraya needs a good match. And who have they gone to to try and give her one? Yeah. Best possible person on this roster to give her a credible title defence. You think don't even think that Tony Storm's going to get a good match out of Saraya? Or no. Like, no. <laughs> I'm not being funny. Like, Saraya needs smoke and mirrors. Like, her mother taking that bump. The outcast drama the fact that the four-way was all action, mm. and it was over and it was entertaining, but it wasn't a great match by any stretch. Like, I've given up on the idea of Soraya having a good match. I just I have. She doesn't have it in her. She could take a hell of a kick in, at least. Like, Storm lays yeah, it in I tonight. Think, yeah, I think her and Tony Storm potentially could do something. I also think that Tony Storm's not winning here. A, I'd be the first to put it over. Yeah. Mm. A, because I think I think you're right. This Tony Storm's character's got a long more to I agree that they could just put the title on her. And it'd be it'd still work, but you got time, you got potentially Mercedes Money. Um, you've got. Uh, I don't think Money is going to be there, by the way. Don't you? I don't think she's uh, out the booth. And I think the other thing is, you try, you know, people already we're going to play about to play a game about it. Uh, complain about the the comparisons between the men's and the women's division, and I think you know these great long and I love them the legacy title. Uh, retentions from in the men's division. If you're going to hot potato the title again, you just had it on Sheeda, then Soraya just won it, and then it goes already on to Tony Storm. I think you're just making a rod for your own back there. And you're rushing things. It's that I think that's the thing for me. It would feel like they're rushing the title onto mm -hmm. this character that doesn't yet need it. Yeah. Um, before we go any further, though, mm -hmm. Sage, yeah. uh, do I do the button? I always forget this. We normally do the button for no, this one. The button. Uh, we got a game that we normally play here. Um, before we get to the. <laughs> Before we get to the name of the game, what's the, uh, what's the aim of the game? Aim of the game is to identify to the hour, minute, and second, the first time you hear the first entrance theme for the first competitor for the one women's match. And this game used to work a lot better when they always did it in the um, first bit of the penultimate half hour of Dynamite. <laughs> and then he could really sort of shine a light on, right? Okay, got the broads out the way. It's time for the boys to come out and play. So the idea was, if we can get, it's always one hour, 24 minutes, or one hour, 22 <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah. And if you can get it perfect, you'd say, all right, there's a pattern here, and it's basically get the women out the bloody way. And now they've tried to be sneaky, and they're trying to change it around, and it's what time is it going to be on? Well, you know, anytime you bloody want. We're not bound to anything, are we? <laughs> so that's the uh, aim of the game. <laughs> the name of the game is, well, this is late as night, and I'm thinking, oh, what a night. Ah! 
Shout out as always. We're looking forward to doing that on camera. <laughs> Subscribe to the What Culture Wrestling podcast channel on YouTube if you've not already. Shout out to uh, Adam Blair and Jose Palomares at Adam Wilton 4 and at the Ho 11 for always taking care of the um, data for this one. Uh, Michael Sidgwick picking up where he left off. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> with the win last week. Now, eight correct guesses for him. Uh, six for Hamlet and only four for me. Mm. But Sidge, you can go first. The floor is yours. I, I essentially not going main event, but other than that, I, I really can't call this one. Um, no, it's not going to be the main event. It's not going to be the opening. That's the rule. <laughs> They've done what three women's match main events on Dynamite in Dynamite history? Mm, yeah, less than five, and it ain't going to open the show. So the question is, is it? What do you think opens the show? I think Mox. Uh, no, Cloud Mox. Claudio Kingston for me. I would like it to be Claudio Kingston. I think they might give Mox the old... No, they give Jericho the top of the hour. Don't be stupid, Sidgwick. Oh, wow. Thanks. Oh, not really. People don't like my Jim Ross, you know. I do. Some people don't like the Jim Ross, and I respect, I respect their uh, their wishes. Maybe as a bonus, I'll bring it back, but right at the end of, the, of a certain podcast, give, you, give the losers advance warning. <laughs> um, the haters and losers. Um, so it's not going to like process of elimination. <laughs> it ain't going to be the main event. It's not going to be the opener, and it's not going to be the top of the hour. So I think. Well, wild thing. Um, Forty-two minutes. Mm. Zero, zero, 42. Uh, now, 36. Yeah, I'm going to go 35. 15. I'm going to go 35, but you can't be the arsehole. Go on, I? do it. I dare nah, you. I'll go second You're hour. You're an arsehole anyway, so you I'll go, well. what a piece of trash. I'll <laughs> go, uh, I'll go 118. <laughs> I'll go 118. 118 dead, which by then the crowd will be because they've seen too many big stars. And they have been conditioned. Do not care about women's wrestling. See, I think if I'm believing, I'm hoping now, I'm convinced that I want to see this to happen. I think they will hit the top of the hour with Mercedes. Money. Uh -huh. Money. So I'll go. About that jar. Oh, you think he's going to show up as well? Mm, ask a question. I'll go 42 minutes and... Dangerously close to the top of the hour, that brother. Yeah. 36 seconds. Oh, that was the point you were trying to make, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, the part of the money, or that edge, for that matter. Mikey Ruckus has been on. You seen this? You heard about this? See this? Heard about this? He's in... Oh, you're, gonna, you're not ready for this. As if, like, he's, got, so he's cooking up some new theme, something like that. Maybe... You know, like how he was tasked at like the eleventh yeah, hour. Yeah, but, but Mikey Ruckus, if you don't know, is the AEW in-house composer. The songs are obviously are not licensed, and he tweeted something to the effect of "You aren't ready." Yeah, so like he's got a little bit of, he's got a little bit of everybody in. I think like wrestling composer history because he's got a bit of Jim Johnson in some of his original stuff. Owns. He's got a bit of Rage Against the Machine. J 
Jimmy Hart version. Well, this is it. He's got a bit of the Jimmy Hart in him, and he's got a bit of the CFO as well. Like, he feels like he's got his finger on the pulse, but some of that's nicked. You just don't know what he's nicked from. Mm. Oh, everything's nicked. What's he nicking for Mercedes Manet? Is he nicking, like, our favourite Sasha Banks classic? Or is he basically tweaking the Manet one for, like, an AEW version that we would be allowed to dance along to on the podcast? Because that kind of developed a bit of a cult following, didn't it, after, let's be honest, a terrible debut in Nuge. Like, pe- people... <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we saw it with our eyes. It was terrible. It was bad. Yeah. I remember walking to that office, and I hadn't seen it, and I was like, how was it, boys? And just the look on your two's faces. They're not good. Run ended up great. <laughs> Run ended up great. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bad debut. I remember tweeting you know, that picture of uh, Smithers... Like putting the gun in the back of Tom Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and I tweeted, that was a fantastic debut. <laughs> scary day on X, wasn't it? Like, if, you, if you wanted to actually share your honest opinions, it was a scary old day on X. There's a guy called Benner, host of the Grapple podcast. Yes. Grapple Spotlight, is it? Yeah. Really good, good podcast. Lads, good lads. He's a good lad. Um, he tweeted, can we be honest, that was rubbish. Or words to that yeah, effect. Someone quote tweeted, Sasha Stan. You bitter bean-eating bastard. <laughs> and I usually hate alliteration, but as I say, there's a good and bad version of everything. Bastard. First of all, it's like, you bastard. <laughs> bitter bean-eating bastard. Just the thought of him. Because like, his house. Just his beans on toast going, oh, that were rub- Oh, you said Scouser, so say that was rubbish. Second usual, that was rubbish. Yep, just like that. Yeah, just like that. That's Benno. <laughs> <laughs> and as well, like, you... Bye, you, Benno. You said it the proper way. Americans, like, for some Bitter reason... Bitter bean-eating bastard. These guys eat beans toast. Uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, honestly, honestly. They, it's fair enough beans. It's beans on toast, okay? Mm-hmm. You get your toast. You put some butter on it. And then you put some beans on it. That's beans on toast, yeah. okay? It's not beans and toast. Beans and toast. <laughs> That's the wrong way to say it, but trust the Americans to say something... Um, even dumber because I remember and it was I was off that day I was having a really nice day out with the family and it got ruined because <laughs> <laughs> the Observer News that had dropped and I went on Twitter I saw it aggregated and they went oh yeah can also get to Kesha versus Kenny Omega's not happening in Wembley and I was like okay what dream singles match is Kenny Omega going to have and uh, I was like oh it's going to be replaced by uh, Kenny Omega Kota Ibushi who's uh, I'm sorry but he's a bit finished and uh, Hangman Page versus Juice Robinson, Jay White, and Kanosuke Takeshita. Mm. Uh, I just went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I went absolutely nuts. I was like, are you joking? That's a ju- you're absolutely kidding. Like, that's terrible. That's rubbish. That's doing. rubbish, that fan. And that match was, it peaked high at the end, but it was exactly what I said it was. Oh, my God. So someone was like, oh, you complain about it. And I, I all caps it. <laughs> In my fury, I all caps locked. It's a dynamite match, you mark. <laughs> and when I dropped the word mark, honestly, these babies, wing, wing, <laughs> these absolute babies, it's as if, like, I dropped a slur. You can't, oh my God, you cannot say that. And you are a mark. If you are undiscerning and you'll believe anything that you're told, or you will lap up any old slop that you're <laughs> given, you are a mark, and I don't... There's nothing sacred about that word. I'm sorry you're a loser if you think that. Mm. And it, it's, a, it's, the, it's literally a dynamite match yeah. in that they often do mm-hmm. a trios match, various members of each stable. Oh, hang on. Is this happening at f***ing Grand Slam this week? Yes, it f***ing is. It's the Hung Bucks versus... 
Um, Gates of Agony and... Mogul Embassy, yeah. yeah. Mogul Embassy. For the Swerve match, yeah. Yeah, to help indirectly build... Yes. Swerve versus Hanger at Wrestle Dream. A trios match to help build a singles match. And it's on... It's even on Rampage. And anyway, I went, I went nuts. And it was a dynamite match. It was a glorified dynamite yeah. match. And some stupid arsehole because you cannot say anything. I, oh, I miss this. Sometimes I really get wound up by the discourse, yeah. even though I like to be above it these days. It was like, uh, um, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson happened on Dynamite, actually. And it's like, oh my God, are you <laughs> It's a typical. Not the, not the f***ing. Sorry, Wilborn. Not to put the f***ing word typical in there. Just to make it clear to these dunces that obviously <laughs> I do not mean, oh, well, Dynamite's never had a good singles match. Yeah. That's what I meant. Why do you have to write an essay that they wouldn't even read because they've got no attention spans just to cover every basis? Why can't you just comprehend the English language? Anyway, circling back to what I said, and I'm completely lost about where we are on the yeah. podcast. Is Ed showing up? When I went mental, and I, it's just all those feelings came rushing back there, I'm sorry. When I went mental on that day on Twitter, when I had a family day out. <laughs> it was an amazing day on X. That it was, was an amazing day on X. A really great day on X. It's Cedric. <laughs> you sound pretty uh, wound up. Why don't you have a beans toast? <laughs> What's a beans toast? What the f*** is a f***ing beans toast? It's a savory I'm, so, I'm sorry, Wilborn. I'm sorry, Wilborn. I'm amazed that they said, I'm amazed they nailed wound up. Why are you so wound off? Have a, <laughs> have a beans toast, Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> really great American Brits stuff yeah. as well. Like, look, that, like we love like, the engagements we have with like our American followers and listeners on this. There are some absolutely fantastic like wrestling Matt fan, Reigns? Yeah, wrestling fan, well, and some fantastic ones. <laughs> some like wrestling fan and wrestling media people that like we love interacting with on X. Like, Shout out to Ibu for pushing the video pods. Ibu, Ibu, Ibu and absolute legend. Like the greatest of the Yanks hanging out with the greatest of the Brits mm. is Ibu and the Dadley Boys because there's some idiots that were like divvied up over the course of that day. There was like that match got announced, you would have the fights and then somebody was like <laughs> getting annoyed about a match that's got six years of amazing detailed storytelling. <laughs> Where? Like the, the John Travolta, the John Travolta Pulp Fiction gift, like me looking for the story. Unbelievable day on you. Jay White came into AEW as like, you know, I really need to defend Bullet Club Gold. They're not the real youth. I'm going to do that by picking a fight with uh, Ricky Starks. <laughs> he, he doesn't care. I'll see you Wembo, Kenny. You can see you Wembo, Ricky Stark. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. So do you reckon Edge shows up tonight? <laughs> well, again, same as the Manet thing. I've got no... Other than, you know, I guess like Mikey Rucker's tweet that could have just been for the fun of it. Cassidy Haynes has said, oh, big Grand Slam news dropping later after we've recorded this podcast, mm-hmm. obviously. So the Scoopsters are enjoying it. It's just a surprise thing. Like, we had a homicide uh, appearance at one of the Grand Slams. You had Soraya. Great, Muta. Muta. Like, they have fun at these shows. And it's like, Tony Khan, to his Cardona has floated himself. He was doing this sort of sign me up, Vince, thing, wasn't he, just before the takeover? Like, he's kind of... I think he's doing a gimmick, but he's like... Please get, anymore, guys. please get me out of indie wrestling. Yeah. I've had enough now. Like, it's Tony Khan, right, to his immense credit, and I don't say this very often, to his immense credit, like, he, he does still book. Dynamite was in his book when he was a kid, when we were all wrestling there. It's fantasy booking our wrestling shows, right? To that end... Mr. Perfect versus Ultimo Dragon. My <laughs> big gambit to uh, change the biz. I uh, turned Scott Steiner heel in my wrestling figures four years before wrestling did it for real. Wow. Um, Rick Steiner won the Rumble, and Scott Steiner was... Furious. Rick Steiner won the Rumble. Oh, no, it was the new favorite. one. Do you like Raw now? I got the Steiners as my new Hasbro's. You know when they're your new favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I got. I had the second Mister Perfect in the blue gear, and he won. The, he won the bail. Got it all wrong. Rick Steiner should have been the embittered baddie yeah, because I he did. wasn't good enough. Got it wrong. But like, but I got the turn right. Steiner was the, the cool one, so he wanted him to be yeah. be a badass. But yeah, like Tony Khan does that in a way that like you kind of wish. Like remember when Vince just wanted to get rid of the Survivor Series? And it's like you. You can't just do that. Like, and he was like, oh, I don't like it anymore. And he nearly did. Like, Tony Khan keeps events in cities because he cares that much about, like, yeah. he wants his... It's like he wants his imaginary DVD shelf to look right. Yeah, yeah. Like, every all-out in Chicago, every double or nothing Vegas, whatever. Grand Slam in his head is now, well, it's my Madison Square Garden. It's my big night. Surprise. Stuff. Event. And I like that. And I kind of hope he keeps the traditions. It's gets him out of difficult press conference questions sometimes. Yeah, you know, we've always had a great relationship with Arthur Ashe. We've always like brought out big surprises. Double or nothing's got anarchy in the arena, which is why we uh, can't call. Forgot where um, Arthur Ashe actually is. Yeah. Um, but we have a great relationship with him. It's going to be a great show. Uh, anarchy in the arena is very much uh, kind of like an AW staple at Las Vegas. That's why we uh, can't call it that when we're doing basically the same thing at Wembley in three months. Which I definitely <laughs> yeah. didn't plan. <laughs> but he likes that. Yeah. And I think surprise, maybe the edger. I know it's contract stuff. People keep saying that like. There's a WWE deal. He's a liar. I don't know. Like He's I, a demonstrable, on-record liar. Yeah, more people should just admit when they just don't know, and I don't know. Like, Edge mm. could, be, could be ready to go, ready and round to go for AEW for all I know. Uh, let's call, talk Claudio Kingston saga. It concludes tonight, Sige. Uh, title for title, ROH That's World title versus New Japan. <laughs> strong open weight title. Two titles I do not give a toss about. <laughs> Granted, Two yeah. titles I do not give a single toss about. It's... It's weird. It's like, I quite like how, the, I think Kingston's going over and I think the match is going to be fabulous. Yeah. I think the match is going to be tremendous. Their first match at ROH, shut up, Will, uh, Hamlet, was tremendous. Rightly wrongly. <laughs> it was, was tremendous. Hugely overrated. Cl- uh, Claudio laughing at the face of that weakened Urican, powering up the Urican Good finish. Good the flash of athleticism that noted Jim Nongoa 
<laughs> Eddie Kingston just got out, but then I got rolled up the second he'd proven King Claudio wrong. An absolutely perfect match to build a match. The problem is that that match took place in April, and then between... Yeah, he got injured, didn't he? Yeah. Between that, yeah, 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 he got injured. But then after that, they just did not enough. They stared at each other, and it was quite cute. Obviously, they, behind the scenes, Kingston must have, like, been okay to work for AEW again. Because yeah. he only went to Ring of Honor because he was... Yeah. Damn sick and tired of all of the wrestling. So I don't think they've done a good job, good enough job of the build at all. And it's it's weird. Like it's a story that just tells itself. Um, maybe too succinctly, and you can't rebuild angles off it because the hatred's been so established. I don't tend to let them off the old hook, but maybe that is the reason. Regardless, absolutely perfect. All right on the night stuff. I want the feel good baby face win. Quite frankly. I was ready for that next match in April, and through the fault of their own, and no fault of their own, it doesn't really feel like, ah, oh, I can't wait. I might struggle to get to sleep tonight because I just, I want Eddie to get his moment that badly, and he's still great, but he's not as hot as he was last year. Simple truth of the matter. But I think all of that will be dispelled. I think they'll play off the original match. I think Eddie's going to take a horrific bomb again off the apron. <laughs> yeah. With the idea being that, oh, how can he possibly come back from this? That was the beginning of the end for him in April. At, um, was it uh, Supercard? Yeah. Um, I want more laughing at the Hurricane. I want more Hurricane in his face. I want, like, I want to see, like, five straight consecutive Hurricanes, each one harder than the last, each one Kingston screaming at the last. I might even want Eddie Kingston to say that he respects Claudio even in victory. Because that's the thing, isn't it? If Eddie loses, he has to say to Claudio, right, I respect you, you're better than me. Claudio reneged on a handshake, and that would be quite a nice way to do it. The handshake deal about the Shikara match that he never followed up on because he went to WWE. Yeah. Remember when Kingston offered the hand to Jericho before that feud even properly kicked yeah. in life? It's quite nice. Right. Or isn't it if Kingston of all people says, all right, Having said that, I do want the tensions to continue between Kingston and the BCC, even though I don't necessarily want the BCC to exist, because I want Kingston Moxley to happen. Yeah, Kingston Moxley. This will be all right on the night, this for me. Uh, Like, this feels like, because I don't think the Ring of Honor belt, the years and years of give Kingston the belt, and now we're here. Not that one. Not that Mm. belt. Like, that's, that's where I'm at with this match. But it's a bit like you mentioned Cardona earlier on. Remember when it, like, it was just, please push New that Yorker. rider. Yorker. Please push that rider. And then he beats Dolph Ziggler ugh, for the US he title. He wasn't uh, there. No, he wasn't. But for the US title. now. <laughs> US title double uh, But it's just Zack Ryder winning the belt. And it's like, we did it, guys. We did it. And like the crowd were mad up for it. His dad was there and all that. And that was sort of enough. It wasn't, it wasn't push Zack Ryder to win the belt. But it did. It did the job. And, like, I kind of think that's where this crowd will get this to tonight. Mm. Like, him winning that title isn't going to be... He's done it. He's won the world heavyweight title, but it's going to be enough. I would quite like... Mox is wrestling, and I wish he wasn't for a number of different reasons, actually. But I wish he wasn't because he would be great coming out as Claudio's number two here. And then Claudio's inflicting such kind of brutal damage on Kingston. Even Mox is like, I can't watch this anymore. Like, Claudio, Kingston's not in Claudio's league, and Moxley just leaves, and there's kind of that little, and it's left unsaid, that, hey, why'd you walk away from that last night, and then Kingston fires back and wins. And mm. like, I think I would have even rather seen Kingston fighting Moxley for the international, and that be the belt, because then he's beating Moxley for it as well, and all that story and all that. Like, that's as, that is as big a hill to climb 
for me, for Eddie Kingston, as winning a belt full stop. Because he's got one. You know, like the whole, yeah. got to take a belt home to mom. Well, you did. It's a rubbish one, but you you want a belt. Yeah. So even that's been diluted. This is a very, very diluted version of a, of a perfect thing that I hope on the night will they'll kind of fake perfection. Arthur Ashe, big crowd, big moment. Shame that ROH stinks. And it's such an irrelevant content form that no one cares about. Well, that's the point, because what belt are you winning? The belt that means that we have to go watch you defend it against scrubs on YouTube or whatever the Ring of Honor situation is. On a club. Is. On a club, sorry, yeah. Like, it just... How did you not know that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I have really enjoyed getting caught up on the um, Athena story at the moment. So are people going to, like, capture Eddie Kingston matches and put them on Twitter for us? Like, Eddie Kingston title matches, finishes, like, it's, he wins that belt, and then what? Like, mm. then we have him defend it in AW, and we're back to the overlap of Ring of Honor, kind of getting in the way of stuff. It's, the outcome isn't even that exciting. Feels like a winner leaves town match. Yeah. Like, Eddie Kingston, Hurricane. It is. Eddie Kingston, Hurricane on CM Punk, followed by that incredible, like, scree- that primal scream of getting out years of frustration. That's Kingston beating Claudio. That's as big, if not bigger, than the belt he's going to hold aloft. Yeah. And after that, see you later, yeah. They're not going to honor club. Um, <laughs> Bye, Eddie. You mentioned Mox there. He defends the international championship against Ray Phoenix. Obviously, Ray Phoenix taken out by uh, Moxley and the BCC. This and the Jericho Guevara are two matches that I look at on paper and go, I'm sure they're going to be great matches, but I really feel like I should feel more for both of these. Yeah, great, let's man. just group them together. Moxley, Phoenix. Cena it was really good. Was it great? I don't think it was great. It was really, really good. Really well told, especially as a way to write him off. And I really like the story of Phoenix is probably going to win here. Right, we need an avalanche death rider. Choke him out after he kicks out. That was a perfect, this guy's a problem. Get him out of Wembley. We know why. Mm -hmm. But I thought they made sense of that. Like, this this could be great. Or it could just be, well, that was good. Another good Moxie match. I haven't seen one of them in a while. I think Moxley wins. So there's no drama. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix again. It's it's kind of hard to sympathise with Phoenix being hospitalised and stretcher jobbed. One, those angles are quite hard to care about in 2023. Mm-hmm. Two, he's a heel half time. Three, this doesn't feel like this big moment of vengeance. It just feels like how to get a good max, good Mox match on the card because he's always a proven ratings draw. It's uninspiring, as is so much else that John Mox is doing right now. And I hate that. I genuinely feel a pang of guilt when I get bored of John Moxley. Like, a handful of put it best, we were talking in the office the other day, like, wild things to be like, go, let's go. Now it's like, oh, yeah, the formality of a 10-minute Moxley match, that's probably not going to hit the heights he did last year. Mm. Yeah, Moxley to retain. I can't, I can't know feelings about this at all. I don't think, like, again, going back to surprises, let's say, for example, Pac is one of the surprises, and he comes out as Moxley's beating Phoenix, and it's to set up Moxley versus Pack. Cool. Like, feel like I've seen that done to death as well. I've seen it. Of it. And, like, a cool match. I haven't cool seen match. it really since what? When was the last time I saw that? 2019? 2020 on the boat. Very early 2020. Oh, yeah. Though. Yeah. Like, Pack wants his belt back. That mm-hmm. sort of thing in the national title. But, like, so what? So what? Like, it's one of those where every time Pack comes back at this point, I'm thinking, when's he going to go away again? Yeah. He's getting quite injury prone. He just, he would take these. Yeah. Like, this, these, these hiatuses, hiatai. Uh, like, there's a lot of open challenges at the moment anyway, but John Moxley especially, and it, like, I don't make the rules, it's just, yeah, it's how it works sometimes. Boilerplate AEW stuff, this. There are some champions that 
them defending the title is the story. But we've just seen the best one with Orange Cassidy. Like, whether it be open challenges, whether That's it be... diminished return. Whether it's, like, Cody's TNT, like, window of opportunity type thing. There are lots of ways to do this. Gunther, can it be stopped? All that kind of thing. It's not this story with John Moxley. No. This is not yet a story. This is a run of title defences. And I do resent him a bit for, despite being the heel, despite being the bully, he's kind of a babyface now already. Like, the more he does this, the more I'm going to resent him because it was like, you give, like, the copy Orange Cassidy and that there's nowhere near as much heart yeah. in these title defences. Four years in the making then. Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara. Too long. Mm. Yeah. I hate to say it, but... This Noble is the, failure. This is the night for it. I like... It's gone a lot of back and forth over this. I really hated last week's segment. Hated it. But they set up that FTR match in their imagination. And I initially thought, oh, we're just rushing into the singles match instead. But that's maybe my kind of like lack of faith in AW storytelling more than anything. What should be leaned on here is, well, after the fact, like they're looking forward to fighting FTR. So this idea that this match is not going to break down. And they're not gonna, they're just having a wrestling match. Who's the better man on the night? And then we shake hands at the end and we go for FTR. And that should be what like the commentary leans on. That should be what the psychology of the match is. At what point are like is a bit of friendly fire gonna turn into something quite nasty and like niggly and needly? Like where do, when do we go from lockups to rabbit punches and a bit of a cheap shot? And when does like Sammy Guevara like mock Chris Jericho for not being able to keep pace with him or something like that to the point where when the match is over, can they really shake hands? Can they really go for FTR? Because I think that's what the story should be here. There's a handshake or there's a hug or whatever at the end, but it's it's tainted. Like whoever wins or loses, something has been lost in this relationship and we see it break down properly when the sex gods fight FTR because I still think that's the match to get to. Uh-huh. They said they're going to hate each other really, really hard. It's weird. I've never seen Guevara do that. I've seen him land on people hard from a high distance. <laughs> Jericho felt like he was leaving some plot there about harder than I've ever hit anybody before, didn't he? There's like, what's that? What's like? Is it like a straight punch to the mush, or is it like uh, a betrayal? Like, like Callus going to be involved? Punch law. Chris Jericho. The only thing I think of is Shawn Michaels' wife. I know. Like that. That was the one time he was like a power of the punch guy because he sparked another man's wife. Like, what's? He's not going to hit pregnant. Tay Mello, is he? No. Right I think that it's going to take a... Is, he, is, he, is that going to be what breaks them up? Is she going to like try no. and stop them fighting? No, they wouldn't risk swing? anything like that. No, nah, not at all. Not at all. It's not like you're disturbing WWF. <laughs> that, that you champion with their horrible history of storylines that you just gloss over because you're a mark. Ugly blood and guts. <laughs> I think uh, Jericho goes for the Judas effect. Sammy Guevara ducks it and Judas affects him and then does a wank symbol. I think... <laughs> This match is going to, <laughs> I'm not going to compare it or even suggest it could rival it, but in terms of the way the story will unfold, it's going to be Bret Known. Mm. Bret Known from WrestleMania 10 will be the story of this match where they where they wrestle and it's nicey-nicey. And they even do a shake-hand spot when they do the, I'm going to put my legs around your neck and then you're going to kip up and then we're going to each stand up. And go, this is always to him. Chance. <laughs> and then it's going to get progressively more nasty. Maybe a transgression here. Maybe like a cheap shot there. Like they might even, like they like a callback, might even do that shot, the shot from above where maybe Guevara is trying to be a little knob about it. Mm-hmm. And Jericho was like, ah, uh, yeah, watch I out. Love that. Don't mess with the bulls, young man. You'll get the horns. 
and then they'll start leathering each other. I want to see if they don't do that. Why don't they have a brawl? Maybe because they're saving something for the when yeah. they actually fall out. But he did say he's going to hit him really hard. Who wins? Maybe that line was. Uh, okay. Maybe that line was. I don't know. Why did he say that line? Yeah, there's something to it, isn't there? Yeah. Like, what is it like? Because that you do that for the blow off. Yeah, there's something like buried within that. I think they're not going to see. Just thought about Chris Jericho doing the cocky pin, like flexing over him with a foot on the chest. Sammy rolls his shoulder to kick out, and then sort of inadvertently they find themselves in the sex club pose. Oh, but it's in the middle of the match. Oh, that's good. Um, I don't know what's funnier, that in itself, or Jericho ballsing it up. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, you know. Yeah. Sammy Guevara to win. Yeah, I think so. Jericho, and it's Chris Jericho, so he, he makes a fool here, one way or the other. You put him over, you bury him, and then he does the opposite yeah. of it. Um, he, considering how bad last week's, I'm going to see me out there, Sammy. You're going to see that match going to be quite serious. Uh, singing Judas. Oh, what, what time it is in this business. What a life I've lived. Like, he's not actually bad at the acting shops sometimes. Mm. And when he walked away from the Adam Cole thing, and it's very pro wrestling, it's very broad. Like he was really pissed off that Cole had beaten Daniel Garcia. Yeah. It's not terrible at it sometimes. And I could see Jericho doing quite a good job with the, how pissed off am I that Sammy Guevara beat me? I'm fine tonight. I'm going to get more and more raging about this as the weeks go on. Like, I could see Jericho pulling that off. Yeah. Maybe they have this technical, they have this, like, competitive, friendly, not, well, it's a friendly fixture, pretty mm. much. Then it gets progressively nasty, and Guevara, like, kind of steals one or just... Shock win. Maybe Jericho punch him in the teeth. It's Guevara, lest we forget, it's a bit of an idiot. So if they were like, Sammy, here's an idea, uh, kid. Uh, get some real heat, get some conversation going. I'll punch you, shoot in the <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Think about after, like the handshake, but punch in the mouth. First photo with your baby, you're going to have no teeth. Yes. Oh. Oh. Maybe that could be the, the post-match turn, and then yeah. Guevara will have to be, well, we'll have to have a real match with weapons. I'll see you at... Uh, Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream. <laughs> Just like Anoki wanted. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's know your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite Grand Slam on X. Uh, <laughs> at what culture WWE? Sounds like an American 80s DJ there. Grand Slam on X. <laughs> uh, you can Love follow those American radio station names. WXP47. <laughs> the Hog. <laughs> what, what does any of that mean? WX4 X. <laughs> and it's like straight out of New York City. What does the W, what does the X, what does the yeah. B, what does the Y stand for? What's the Hog? <laughs> uh, you can follow back on. You can follow back on. Mike on Everett. Follow back on Cedric You can follow me, Adam. We'll follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow to review AW Dynamite Grand Slam. But for now, this has been the preview. We've been the Dudley Boys, and we'll see you soon. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.